I want to speak to you about the life of a Christian in a dark world. What, what, what is the life of a child of God in a dark world? What did Jesus say about your life and mine? If we're children of God, what did he say about you and me? As we're not in heaven yet, but we're living in a dark world. So what did he say to us about our life? And by the way, I want to tell you something. Every life is important. We look at the magnitude of the darkness and the magnitude of the difficulty and the magnitude of the problems and say, well, it's too big for me. Would you listen to me? It is not too big for God. And God uses people. Oh, yeah, he uses people. And if you're his child, he has a plan for your life in this dark world. In fact, he made it clear. I'm so glad that the gospel is so clear. You don't have to wonder. You don't have to listen to what Jesus said to you and me. If we're followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, he lives in our hearts. We're new creations in Christ. It says, look what he says. Now, he's talking to believers. He said, you are the light of the world. Come on. You're like a city that is sitting on a hill that cannot be hidden. And then he goes on and says, you don't light a lamp and put it under a bushel. You don't light a lamp and put it under a basket. But you put that light on a lampstand. And it gives light. Hey, we're living in a dark world. You don't take your light and put it under a basket. But you put it on a lampstand. And it gives light to all who are in the, in the house. And he goes on and says, now this is Jesus' plan for you if you're a child of God. Let your light so shine before men. Ooh, it's in the marketplace. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works, your Christian conduct, your righteousness, your godliness, the presence of Christ in you. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. And the way they glorify the Father in heaven is by coming to him. And it should be your light that is shining that points them to the Father. Man, what? What a plan for the life of a child of God in a dark world. You know, I love what Jesus said in John chapter 8, verse 12. Now, this is for you. I want you to listen to it. Then Jesus spoke to them again and say, saying, I am the light of the world. Jesus said, now, I'm the light of the world. He who follows me will not walk in darkness, but you will have the light of life. Man, that ought to excite you when you get up in the morning, whether you're going to work or going to school or you're retired and doing whatever your wife tells you to do. It ought to excite you today. Wherever I go, the light is going to shine. The light of the presence of the Son of God in me. And they're going to see the light in me, the light of Christ, and they're going to realize 
that there is a God. And there is a creator of this universe. One that not only is distant, but one that we can know. And somehow through your life that is shining, they can be pointed to the Father. And their life could end up glorifying God. I want to talk about three or four things this morning. I want to talk about Jesus as the light of the world. And then I want to speak to you about how as a follower of Christ, you are light. And then I want to speak about the battle between darkness and light and how we can shine in the darkness. You know, it is amazing that Jesus, as, as John describes who Jesus Christ is, it's all about Jesus being the light. All right, now let, he's saying that Jesus is God manifest in the flesh. Now look at John 1.1. 1, 1. I'm talking about Jesus as the light of the world. In the beginning was the Word, capital W. The Word was with God, and the Word was who? God. And guess what? And he was in the beginning with God. But then what about this word that was with God and this word that was God and that was in the beginning with God? What happened? Look at verse 14 in the same chapter. He said, and the word that was with God in the beginning, the word that was with God and the word that was God, the word became flesh, a man. The word became flesh and lived among us. He moved in to this earth. God left heaven in the person of Jesus Christ. And in the fullness of time, he was born of the Virgin Mary in a manger in Bethlehem. Grew up in Nazareth as a carpenter's son. Lived a sinless life. And 33 years of age, died on the cross in your place and mine. Shedding his blood so we could be forgiven. And the word became flesh. God became flesh in Jesus Christ. And he dwelt among us and we beheld his glory. The glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. But in that same chapter, it talks all about Jesus being the light. We're going to go back to the fourth verse of of John 1. Now now, now look, look at that. In him was life. Hey, you want to know where life is? Life is not in religion. Life is not in good works. Life's not in rituals and all that kind of stuff. I want to tell you, life's not in the world. Life's not in a bottle. Life's not in a pill. I want to tell you where life is. It is in Jesus Christ. In him was life. And the life was the light of men. Boy, look at this. And the light shines in the darkness. I tell you, when Jesus came into that world, born of that, in that manger, and he began to grow. And at 12, he confounded the scholars. The light was shining in the darkness. And one day, John the Baptist saw him, and he said, Oh, behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. The light was shining. And as Jesus healed the sick and raised the dead and saved the lost and delivered the captive, the light was shining. And the light shines in the darkness. And the darkness can't put it out. <laughs> Hallelujah. I want to tell you something. This world can't put, out the dark, can't put out the light of Jesus Christ. Oh, no. Uh-uh. No matter how hard they try. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not put it out. But it goes on in the next verse and says, 
there was a man sent from God whose name was John. I'm talking about John the Baptist. He came for witness. Now listen to this. To bear witness of the light. John said light has come into a dark world. That through him came to bear witness of the light that all through him might believe. John said, I'm not the light. John, he said he was not the light. But John said, I was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light. Now listen to this. Jesus is the true light, which gives light to every man coming into this world. Every man or woman that was born. Jesus was, it came into this world to give light. And so we understand that Jesus Christ is the light of the world. He is. And we read over in John 12, verses 44 through 46. Listen to what he said. Then Jesus cried out and said, He who believes in me just doesn't believe in me, but in him who sent me. He said, If you believe in me, you believe in my Father. He who sees me has seen the Father who sent me. And then he said, Don't miss this. I have come as a light into the world. Folks, Jesus, the only light we got in this dark world that can ever change anything or make any difference is Jesus Christ. You've got to understand that. I'm telling you, I have come as a light in the world. Now, here's a good word for you, that whoever believes in me should not abide in darkness. Praise God. said, I've come as light so you don't have to live in darkness. You don't have to live in darkness. So he came as the light in the world. And, and, and because of him, we don't have to live in the darkness. And you can go back to verse 35 of chapter 12. Look at what he says. A little while longer and the light is with you. He knew he was going back to heaven. A little while longer the light is with you. Now listen to what he said. Walk while you have the light. Lest the darkness overtakes you Uh oh he who walks in darkness does not know where he's going is that a mouthful (laughs) he who walks in darkness does not know where he is going and then he gives us a word while you have the light Jesus believe in the light Jesus that you may become sons of light these things Jesus spoke to them and departed and was hidden from them. You say, Brother Fred, is there any hope for this dark world? Is there any way out of this dark world? Let me tell you something. There's light that's shining in the darkness, and that light is the Son of God, Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ is the only hope for a dark world. I want to tell you, a new president won't change this world. A new Supreme Court won't change this world. I wish under heaven we could change it all. But that ain't going to change it. I'll tell you only when people understand that the only way to get out of the darkness is through Jesus Christ. Then and then only will there be hope for a sinful and a dark world. When I say to you Jesus is the only hope, I'm telling you he is the only hope in a dark and wicked world. And so let's try to quit trying to figure out some way and just realize that light has come into the darkness and the darkness can't put it out. And I'll tell you, the devil trembles at the name of Jesus. So Jesus has come as light of the world. Now, Christ's followers are the light of the world. That's you and me now. 
You're sitting here today and say, I believe in Jesus. I trust you've repented of your sins. God, be merciful to me, a sinner. And you've said, God, I want to change, but I cannot change myself. I cannot deliver myself. But I believe that Jesus died for me and rose for me and can forgive me and save me. And so this is what God says of you and me. You are the light of the world. Okay, what, what am I on earth for? Am I just here to go to work and make a job, get, make a living, pay the bills, get up and do that every day until I die? Is there something bigger than just living for the here and now? Is there something that's eternal that I'm a part of? Let me tell you what, you sure are part of something that is eternal. You are the light of the world, he said. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. I, I, I lived in Texas for a little while and was glad to get out. But I remember it was a flat, flat land. And it was no trees. <clears throat> I don't know why there are no trees out there. But you would ride. Then all of a sudden, there was a little light. It was dark. There was a little light. You would wonder at that. And the closer you got, you realized there was a city. And the closer you got to the city, the brighter the light got. And you got there and found that there were buildings and life. Let me tell you what he says about you. You're like a city set on a hill. That may, people may not want to see your light. But when you're driving and there's a city over there on a hill with lights on, you, you, you sure can't shut it out. If you shut your eyes, you're going to have a wreck. And so he says, you're like a city. And he said, by the way, when Christ comes into your light, life and you become light you don't put it under a bushel man you put it on a lampstand <laughs> so everybody can see it well why that they may say your good works and glorify your father in heaven so man we have an eternal purpose an eternal plan and that is to be light in a world of darkness light in a world of darkness but i love this did you know that jesus called you and me out of the darkness Oh, yes. We were once a part of the darkness, but Jesus Christ called us out. Colossians chapter 1. Now, listen to this. Don't miss this. Giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us, made it possible through Jesus' blood. Giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. So we become saints in the light. And look at this. Boy, do I thank God for this. Do you thank God? He has delivered us from the power of darkness. I look across this building. And God, in his mercy and grace, you were going your own way, doing your own thing. And God, in his mercy by his spirit, pierced the darkness where you were. And it says, he has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us to the kingdom of his son, of his love. And look how he did it. What did, it, what did God have to do to get us out of the darkness? Look at verse 14. You know how God got you out of the darkness? Don't ever forget this verse. In whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sin. For God 
to get you out of the darkness, Jesus Christ had to go to the cross. They, listen, he stood before Pilate. They spit in his face. They plucked his beard out. They put a crown of thorns on his head. They mocked him, and he went out, and he died on a, on a wooden cross, and they mocked him. If you're the Son of God, come down from the cross. You better thank God he didn't come down from the cross because if he had, we'd all be lost right now. How did Jesus get us out of the darkness? How did he get us out of the darkness? How did he get us out of the darkness? We have redemption, purchased, paid for, bought back. We have redemption through his blood. And think about this, the forgiveness of our sin. What a price Jesus paid to take us out of the darkness. John 8, 46, I want you to look at that again. Uh, uh, who, which of you convicts me of sin? I tell you the truth. Why do you not believe me? And and, and I, that's um, that's not the, that's not the verse. Well, we'll move on. I, I read it a minute ago. It was John eight twelve. Excuse me, John eight twelve. What did I say? John um, twelve forty six. Well, it's, I don't know what it is. Then Jesus spoke to them again saying, I'm the light of the world who follows me will not walk in darkness. He said, the closer you stay to me, the more you have the light and the more you're out of the darkness. Now, I want to show you how that Jesus brought us out of the darkness through his blood. And I want to show you how we're to walk. Now, stay with me. How we're to walk in a world full of darkness. Fifth chapter of the book of Ephesians. I want you to see this. And he talks about him bringing us out of the darkness. It's verse 8. Now underline this and put your name beside it. You were once darkness. Yes, I was once darkness. It was real dark in my lost soul. For you were once darkness, but now you are light. But now you're light in the Lord not light in your good works, not light in religion, not light in church membership. I'm, I'm, all, I'm, I'm all for that. But you're light in the Lord. And then what does he say? Live as children of light. Live as children. Don't you live like this dark world lives? Don't you do that, he said. You live as children of light. And what is the child of light like? It says, for the fruit of the Spirit is goodness, it's righteousness, and it's truth. He said, now you need to understand, I delivered you from the power of darkness. And I brought you into the kingdom of my son. He redeemed you with his blood. And now, I want you to know, you were once darkness, but now you're light in the Lord. And you walk as children of light. Find out what is acceptable to the Lord. And you're going in verse 11. Now, boy, this is where it gets rough. Because I want to tell you, it's dark. It's real dark out there. I mean, I'm talking about evil. I'm talking about wickedness. I'm talking about sin. From the highest office to the person laying in the gutter. White collar sin, blue collar sin, whatever collar sin. You know what he says to the Christian? He says it's dark, but I'm going to tell you something. Don't you have any fellowship? with the unfruitful works of darkness. But Lord, I live in a dark world. 
How can I live in this world and not be tainted, tainted by the darkness? My God, how can I not let my light be covered over by the culture that is so dark? You're telling me that while I live in the darkness, I'm not to rub shoulders with, I'm not to embrace, and I am not to get, be a part of the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Does it ever bother you how far this nation's come in wickedness? I mean, I'm, I've been around a long time. And I remember when I graduated from high school in 1956, it was a different world I lived in. It was a different culture. I'm telling you. But it just seems like as we've gone on, and on and what we used to call wrong we now call right and what we used to call right we call wrong and, and we just find that evil seems to be multiplying and it says and it's, it, it gets darker it gets it seems like the church would be doing something to stop the darkness but all I can say to you is he says have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness don't participate in it. Don't put your approval on it. Don't spend your money for it. Don't do that. He said, don't you do one thing to promote the darkness. You say, Brother Fred, I'll tell you one thing, that i got to live in a closet. No, you don't. You just have to recognize darkness and say, I'm not going to have any part of that. Well, there's a good movie on at the cinema over there, and uh, they tell me it's, it's just full of excitement. It's about rescuing a ship or something, and, and, and it's rated PG-13, so I think that'll be fine. And so you spend $7, go over there, and you had not been in the movie about 10 minutes till they start taking God's, in the, God's name in vain. They start using the F word, and you say, well, my Lord, this is PG, parental guidance. Uh-uh, it's darkness. You say, I don't like that because I am free to do what you want to. Yeah, you're not free in Jesus Christ to do what you want to. You're free in Jesus Christ to obey him. That's what you're free to do. And I want to tell you, it is a battle not to engage and to be a part of the darkness. But he said, now listen, if Christians would get stopped having anything to do with the darkness, a lot of it would go out of business. You say, I don't like that. I can't help it. He said, have no fellowship with unfruitful works of darkness. Look on the next verse, verse 13. It's sh verse 12, it's shameful to speak of the things which are done by them in secret. God. Whew. You know, I've often wondered why sometimes that policemen, sheriff's deputies, and people who are dealing in the criminal system and all that, you wonder why they get kind of callous. You wonder how, why they get kind of callous. Can I tell you why? They're they dealing all every day with the darkness. They're dealing with it every day. That, that's what they're doing. They're invading in the darkness, and, and, and they're dealing with it every day. And before long, you say, well, everybody's a crook, and everybody's a criminal, and everybody's breaking the law, everybody's smuggling drugs, and everybody's using pot. I mean, I, 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 no, I don't see how they survive when they're constantly having to deal with the darkness. But all I know is God called us out of the darkness into his marvelous light. He told us not to have any fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, and he made it very clear. Now, 
I want to talk to you about the conflict between darkness and light. I want to talk to you about that conflict. Now, I want you to look at, look at five verses here. And you know the first verse, but boy, if you get the rest of them, it, it'll grab you. Now, I want you to look here. We all know this verse, and thank God for it. You can put your name in it. For God so loved you that he gave his only begotten son, that if you would believe in him, you would not perish but have everlasting life. And then you go into the next verse. I'm so thankful for this. God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world. Jesus didn't come to condemn you, but that the world through him might be saved. For God did not send his son into the world, call your name to condemn you, but that you through him might be saved. Now now look at verse 16 or 18. He who believes in Jesus is not condemned. But he who does not believe in Jesus is condemned already. You're already condemned because of your sin. Because he has not believed in the name of the Son of God. He that believes not is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the Son of God. Now here's the battle. Look at verse 19. And this is the condemnation. That light has come into the world. But people love darkness rather than light. Because their deeds are wicked. Did you know? People who are living in darkness do not like the light. It says everyone practicing evil hates the light and does not come to the light lest their deeds be reproved. So we see immediately there's a conflict between light and darkness. People who are living in darkness hate the light. They hate it. And they don't want it to shine around them because it exposes them. But it goes on and says, He who does the truth comes to the light that his deeds may be clearly seen that they're done in God. Now, I want to tell you, as you go to work, as you go to school, as you move in your neighborhood and community, there's a conflict between light and darkness. And if you're a child of God and the light is shining through you, I want to tell you, the light does not, the the darkness does not like the light. They hate the light because it exposes their evil deeds. You know the problem, though? We're battling the rulers of darkness. Did you know the Bible says that Satan is the prince of darkness? I want you to look at this verse. Do you realize that our battle is not with flesh and blood? Brother Fred, why is this world so wicked? And why is it so evil? And why is it so dark? And why, why does it just seem to be an onslaught? We sing about how the battle is. It says in verse 10, Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God so you can stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. Get this. We wrestle against principalities, powers, and underline this, the rulers of the darkness of this age. Did you know? They're the rulers of the darkness. And that's why it's such a tremendous battle to be light in this world. Because it's not a battle with flesh and blood. There are principalities and powers, demonic spirits that operate. And I'm telling you, they are the rulers of the darkness of this world. 
and, 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 and said we're standing against the spiritual host of wickedness in heavenly places. Take up the whole armor of God that you may be able, be able to stand in the, in the wicked day and having done to stand. Got one other thing I want to tell you about the conflict between darkness and light. You know what he says to you and me? Cast off the works of darkness. He said, now don't have any fellowship with it. If you're light now, don't, don't you mix the light with the darkness. Don't do it. The darkness will just contaminate the light. Don't do that. He said, but he said, let me tell you something. You cast off the works of darkness. You just cast them off. Don't you let them have any place in your life. In Romans 13, therefore the, the night is far spent. Hey, by the way, it's late. It's late. I don't know when Jesus is coming, but he's coming sooner today than he was yesterday. So therefore, the night is far spent. The day is at hand when God brings everything into account. Therefore, since the night's far spent, therefore, since the day, day is at cast off the works of darkness. He's speaking to believers. Cast off the works of darkness. Put on the armor of light. And then look what he says. You know what darkness is? Walk in the light. Let us walk properly as in the day, not in partying and drunkenness. Oh, oh, you know, he said, that's darkness. Well, everybody likes to get, have a little drink every now and then. Everybody likes to have a big party, you know, where you dance with somebody else's wife. That's a bunch of junk. Let us walk properly in the day, not in partying and drunkenness, not in lewdness and love. Don't fill your mind with the sexual sin of this world. Don't, don't be looking and embracing what is lewd and lust. Cast off partying and drunkenness. Cast off lewdness and lust. Cast off envy and strife. Get rid of it. Amen. But look at this. Put on Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. He said, just put on the Lord Jesus Christ. And don't you make any provision for your flesh to fulfill its lust. Hey, he tells us there's a conflict between light and darkness. And he tells us to cast it off. Well, here's the last thing. I want you to remember that if you live godly in Christ Jesus, you will suffer persecution. If you let your light shine and you don't put it under a bushel and you put it on a lampstand and if you're like a lit city set on a hill, don't you think everybody's going to love you? Frankly, those who are not living, those who are living in darkness are not going to even like you and they don't really want to be around you. Did you know that? I hope you can bring this up. 2 Timothy 3, 12 and 13. Now get this. The, yes, and all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will be loved and adored and patted on the back. Yes, and all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. So, if you let the light shine in the office, the light shine in the classroom, the light shine when they have their neighborhood meetings, and your life wherever you go. If you're letting the light shine. If you're letting the, and Jesus is shining through you. Jesus is shining through you. Guess what? The darkness hates the light. And people that live godly in, person, in, in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. The evil men and imposters will grow worse and worse. This is one of the funniest things I've ever heard. But I just shouted and, and, and just wanted to have a spell. 
I, I got to know a real a good man named Tom Joyner. He uh, was raised on the streets and got saved, and really, God really changed his life, gave him a wife, he had a child. He loved God, but he got down and he took some uh, Xanax or something and, and, and made the, you know, he just, oh, he took too many, and, uh, and, and so he ran through a red light and he hit a car and a black lady was killed. 18 years. 18 years. Well, he was in the prison over in Leakesville. And it just so happened that our television program goes into the prison in Leakesville. And every Sunday he would watch it. So he wrote me at least once a month. Once a month he'd write me. And he'd tell me what God was doing and how Christ in him was the hope of glory. And he was, you know, they said, this place is hell and it's dark, but I'm, I'm following Jesus, Brother Fred. I'm following Jesus. And he did. He did. But, you know, he was in this particular cell block and he was being light. Well, they said they were going to move him to another cell block and all the inmates applauded because he was being cast out. That's a true story. They got tired of the light and they were clapping because the light was being taken out. Somebody said, well, I got a job and all the people around me are lost. I need another job. Oh, no, you don't. God put you there. You're light. If you go, there ain't going to be nothing but darkness. Let me tell you, friend, if Christians would have nothing to do with the darkness but live righteous and godly and holy lives by the power of Jesus, we could see this culture turn around. But you can't be a participator in the culture. And so just remember that God has called us to be light. He has called us to be salt. And this is the last verse I want to give you. It's, it's, it's found, and it's Christ in you that gives you the power to be light. Hey, by the way, did, I learned this in science. That's, you know, I, I passed the course. The moon doesn't have any light in itself. Did you know that? It has, it's not a fire. It's not burning. It, it's, it has no light. But guess what the moon does? It catches the reflection of the what? The sun. And the moon shines the light of the sun. We don't have any light of our own. But Jesus Christ comes into us, and he is our light. And we're a reflection of the light of Christ. Well, here's a verse I want to leave with you. Philippians 2, 15 and 16. Philippians 2, 15 and 16. Now, I want this to leave us on the screen a while. I want us to think about it. That you may become blameless and harmless, the children of God, without fault, in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation. Are you ready for this? Among whom you shine as lights in the world. He said, listen. You can't be faultless. That means you've never sinned, but you can be blameless. That means you have no unconfessed sin in your life. And as far as you know, you're not walking deliberately and willfully in darkness. He said, I want you to become blameless and harmless, children of God without fault in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation. This is a crooked and perverse generation among whom you shine. Oh, yeah. My finger's pointing toward you and my thumb's pointing toward me. Yeah, among whom you shine as what? Lights in the world. You say, Brother Fred, what is God's plan 
for his children in a dark world. Let your light so shine before men that they may see you good, your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Shine in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation where you are lights in the world. That's a great, great opportunity. It's a great blessing, and we have Christ in us who gives us the power.